0: thanks Richie. Sorry just uh just switching modes here uh, Bear with me. How are we going Happy new year to you you've been having a good holiday who who is actually just here on holiday and uh you know just passing through is anybody just passing through no no we've got no no holidays you're makers you're all like permanent residents or just settling here Good stuff we've been up in Hamna uh, which was lovely actually um, my parents live up there, and uh, we uh, went and just stayed. It's great when you can just go crash at someone's house, and they provide food and accommodation. And uh, and then my dad went, and we took a family to the pool, which um, is not cheap for a family of six. Uh, the Hamilton pools are pretty cool. And then my dad went and tried to give me money to pay for that as well. I was like, this is a completely free holiday. Uh, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> anyway, I've, uh, I've had on my... My heart just uh, praying into this year, uh, especially just this 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 sermon in particular. I just ask God. I just want a word, just one word, God. One word, uh, and the word He gave me was fire, fire. Um, And after that rain last night, how many you know we needed almost needed a fire to keep warm. That was incredible. Who saw the the lightning? Was awesome. Um, And. Yeah, I mean, fire, I'm not going to go into a massive Bible study on what the imagery of fire is all about, but uh, I think most of us know that um, fire is a pretty amazing thing. It's powerful, it's majestic, but it's also very functional and helpful. Uh, You know, you can cook with it, it keeps you warm, but it's also very dangerous. You can obviously, everybody's probably felt burn for pain that just kind of (laughs) lingers, Uh, and, you know, it's dangerous. For, this time last year, Australia was just uh, in turmoil with forest fires. So um, it's an incredibly um, dangerous but also majestic and amazing and powerful thing. And it's very simple in its beauty. There's nothing quite like sitting around a fire. Um, and it's very simple, if you think about it. Fire needs, this is going back to your, I don't know, your chemistry um, days. Fire needs three things. Who could tell me what those three things are? It needs oxygen, it needs fuel, and it needs a spark, a catalyst. It needs something to start it off. Um, but once it's going, it only needs two things. It just needs fuel and oxygen. And the Bible has a lot of imagery around fire. Um, and as I said, I don't want to just do a simple Bible study on it because um, there's some pretty full-on things that fire represents. It represents judgment. And it represents punishment. Um, And it can represent, well, James talks about the tongue can be like a ray. It can be like a wildfire. But there's actually just three images I want to use today to unpack um, this idea of fire. And I think being the first Sunday of 2021, uh, I think it's only appropriate that we start with the idea that fire is our guide. Fire is the guide. I don't know about you, but I want to be led by God in 2021. I don't just want to go into this year and go, well, it's going to be, hopefully, it's going to be better than 2020. Uh, hopefully. Uh, I don't just want to wander aimlessly into 2021. Um, I don't want to waste time and effort on things that God doesn't want me to waste time and effort on. I hope you're with me. And, uh, and, I, and I believe that God, we need Him guiding us. And in the Old Testament, fire. Was a symbol of guidance. See in Exodus three, we see Moses getting guidance from a talking fire. Uh, I've never talked to my fireplace, and uh, it's never talked back. But for Moses, this was a reality. There was a burning bush. It wasn't being consumed, but it was it was burning there in front of him, and it was speaking to him, and it was telling him where to go. And then later, we see that the entire Israelite people are actually being led by fire. I haven't got scriptures up here on the uh, screen for you today. It was just too much coming out of uh, holiday and, and everything that was going on. Um, but Exodus 13, 21 and 22, let me read it to you. It says, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day by night left its place in front of the people. And then again in Exodus 40, 36 to 38, it says, In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they, then they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and fire was in the cloud by night, in the sight of all the Israelites during all their travels. So this fire it represents the holiness and the power of God, but it also guided the people of God and protected them. So heading into this year, I want to be guided by God, by the fire even of God. And how 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 does that practically work? Like how do, that, what's what's the reality look like for that? Well, I think it comes down to closeness. It comes down to attentiveness to what God is doing. See, if the the cloud or the fire lifted from the Israelites, then they had to notice it, and then they had to follow it. If it stayed. Then they stayed put. When we talk about following Jesus, if we're disciples, if we call ourselves disciples of Christ, then, then it's not good enough just to go, okay, yeah, I, I ticked the box. I said, yeah, I'm following him. And then, and then not ever listen again. <laughs> like, if, if I was taking my kids for a walk through the forest, which we did um, over our holidays, if I just said, okay, follow me, and then I just charged off up around the corner and they never saw me again, then chances are they get lost. At the first junction in the path, they would probably take the wrong one. No, no, we need to follow closely to Jesus. We need to follow closely to God. And so the people of God here, they were, they were paying attention to where the fire is. Now, maybe it was a really big fire. It's pretty obvious it was moving, quite possibly. Um, but I think, sadly, too many people kind of go, yeah, I'm following Jesus, and then we don't even listen. We don't ever try and lean in and go, okay, where is he leading me now? Where is, where is he leading me in 2021? Because God has something different for you in 2021 than he did for 2020. Can I hear an amen? I mean, you want something, lots of you want something different than last year, but we need to be leaning in close to where God is guiding us. So, So there's kind of three questions I want you to ask yourself at the start of this year. If we're going to be led by the fire of God, if he's going to by his presence, because the fire and the cloud they represented his presence. So it's essentially we need the presence of God to be leading us. So the first question I, I encourage you to ask is where is the fire for you right now? Where is the first God obviously at work in your life right now? Where has he been at work in your life and in, in the latter part maybe of 2020 and where is he stirring in you right now? Where do you feel most alive? Where do you feel that God is most present to you? What are you doing in those moments? Where are you in those moments? Where do you see him most at work in your life? Because that is where the fire of God is. That is where his presence is. And and if that's where he is, then that's where you need to be. And that's where you need to be leaning into. You need to be throwing your attention and your energy into that space where you feel most close to God. But it seems like rocket science. And it's not rocket science, rather. Talking about rocket? No, I won't tell you about it. I'll tell you another day about my friend who's actually a rocket scientist. Um, what star- so what stirs and motivates you? What is, what is actually, this is really on my heart. This is something that I'm passionate about. Because I believe in 2021, God wants you to go into that space. That may that take a risk. They may take you away from your comfort, wherever that was, in 2020. It may take you into a space. See, the Israelites didn't actually know where they were going. They knew God was leading them into a promised land. Where? Sure, they just had to follow day by day, night by night. They had to follow the cloud, follow the fire. So wherever that fire is for you, that's where you need to heap your fuel. That's where you need to put your energy. That's where you need to, to get stuff and go, All Right? okay, this is where I'm concentrating my attention. So that's the first question I'd say. Where is the fire for you? The second question is quite similar. Is where is the fire not right now in your life? Like, where, where is God not moving? Where are the areas of your life you're just like, man, this is hard work. This is not what I want to be doing. This just, when I think of this, I just feel a bit flat. I feel kind of even sick. What is the stuff in your life that just sucks the energy from your bones? That is probably not the area that God wants you to move into this year. Now, that's not to say that everything that is hard is bad. That's not to say that everything that is hard you need to cut from your life, right? Because some things are hard because they're challenging and we need to persevere in them, right? But some things are hard because actually we're not called to be doing them. Or maybe we were called to be doing them in 2020. Maybe there was an area of blessing and favor, and, but it's changed. It's moved. It's shifted. And actually we need to be leaving those things behind. Perhaps you were once gifted and graced to do that, but now the grace and the gifting is lifted. And you're not you're not called to do that any longer. So where is a fire right now? And then I mean and you, you could do this right now, but actually I encourage you as you go from this place this week, start to go, okay, where is it? What are the things that I'm really stirred in? What are the things that I'm like, man, I don't want to do that again this year? How can I? re-evaluate things, how can I shift things around in my world so that that stuff which is just draining and sucking the life from me where the fire is not, how can I cut that out from my life? So that's the first two questions. The third question is, what are you doing to ensure you stay near the fire throughout the year? Because there are practices, there are things that we do that draw us near to the flame. There are things that we do that draw us near to Christ. And they're not Again, rocket science. So not this is stuff that we know, but are we doing it? See, the Israelites, they had to keep check of where God was. They had to keep following Him and staying close to Him because they knew that their future success relied on being near the fire. Our future success requires us to be near Jesus. Our future success requires us to stay near to the presence of God. We need to be following him closely. So how do we do that? Well, you know, I shouldn't need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Number one, we read our Bible every day. God speaks through his word. And if it's not in us, then it can't speak to us. So get a Bible. You know, this is a perfect time to go, right, I'm going to do a one-year Bible plan. I'm going to read the Bible uh, through, and the whole year. there's heaps of them out there on the internet, on your Bible apps on your phone. You can find a hard copy one. Just get something now. Maybe a whole because doing the whole Bible in a year is that's a lot of chapters a day. It's probably four or five chapters a day. Maybe that's too much. That's okay. You don't get tied to it. Find a find something that works for you. But just make sure you're getting some. I like I've, I've done years. I've done, uh, and I'm kind of like I need something fresh. So I'm doing. Less reading, but more, you know, I want to sit with it for longer. Because how many you know you can just kind of read it and just go through? So, But find some way to get the Word of God into you. And maybe freshen it up. Get a different perspective. Read a different translation. Read a couple of translations. The Passion Translations, the new ones come out. It's really good. NLT, the Message, if you want to mix it up a bit. Um, But find something that sparks it afresh for you. So read your Bible every day. Secondly, pray every day. And don't just, when I say pray, I actually really mean listen. Because <laughs> too often our prayers are like, okay, God, please do this, 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 and this. Thanks very much. Tick. Uh, no, no. Listen. Lean in and take some time. I'm, I'm, and I've been endeavoring to, to do this practice of just sitting for 20 minutes silently with God a day and just be with him. Not have an agenda, not have a list of things I'm praying, which is hard for me because I'm like a, you know, I want to get things done kind of guy. But just to sit with him and go, okay, God, what do you want to say? I'm listening. That line from from Samuel where he he says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Just taking that time to go, okay, God, here I am. Speak to me. And the first few times, it's going to be hard. You'll be sitting there going, Oh God, what have I got to do today? I've got to do this. I've got to go pick up the kids. You know, you steal your mind and it will get easier and you'll learn to actually hear the still small voice more clearly. So pray every day. Thirdly, I'd say come to church in e-group every week. See, the Israelites, in in this picture, they represent us. And the thing about them is that they followed God together. They did it as a community of believers. And we are called to, to walk together following Jesus. They moved as one body. And I think, sadly, you know, the norm in, in society has kind of become church. Regular church attendance is like once every two or three weeks. That's just kind of across Western culture. And uh, there's a number of reasons for that, but I don't think that's healthy in our spiritual life. I think that will, that will kind of maintain our status quo, perhaps, but it will never grow us never see us shift into all that he has for us. The early church, if you look in the book of Acts, it was built around the temple and the home. Acts 2.46 says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Is there a temple? Uh, So they're meeting together in the temple courts, but they're also meeting together in their homes. And they're breaking bread together, they're eating together, they're, they're, they're having real conversations with one another across the table. I think we need both. It's not an either or. Some people go, oh, I just love my small group and I just do my small group. And some people go, oh, I just you know come on a Sunday. No, no, we need both. The early church had both and that's our model. We need that as well. So I encourage you this year, get into an E group. That's what we call our small groups, life groups. Um, that's essentially a space where we are together, and we can be real with one another. We can pray for each other. We can encourage and bless and look out for one another, and eat together as well, which is important. So, yeah, do both of those things. Come to church. Come to E group. That's going to be a, those are going to be spaces where that fire is stirred in you, where you are drawn closer. To the flame, Because you've got to stay close for warmth, right? It's no use lighting a fire and then wandering 50 meters away. You're not going to feel the warmth of it. Too many people go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm part of that church. It's way over there. <laughs> and I'm not feeling any benefit from the warmth of it <laughs> because I'm just not there. But when you, when you gather around it, that's where you feel the warmth. That's where you have the effects of the fire stirring in you. So that's, that's number one. Fire is our guide. And I, I just, my prayer is that this year you are led by the Spirit of God, that He guides you through 2021. The second thing that, that fire, the that major image in the Bible is fire the purifier. It even rhymes. Fire the purifier. Zechariah uh, 13, 8 and 9 says this, And the whole land, declares the Lord, two thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one third will be left in it. This third, I will put into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, They are my people, and they will say, The Lord is our God. In the New Testament, in 1 Peter 1 7, it says, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. See, fire represents God testing us. It represents the purification that happens when we, uh, when we go through trials, when we go through hard stuff. Now, it's not like a, a test test like a pass-fail that we might think it is. It's not like God is going, yes, you've made it tick, or no, you've failed. It's more like passing through difficulties and trials. And as we do so, that which is not pure, that which is not of God, falls off us, and we become more like Christ. So I did a little bit of research, it's pretty cool. Refining fire, refining silver, rather, with fire is actually a really delicate process. You have to have the temperature just right. If it's too low, the process won't even begin. You won't um, begin refining it. But if the furnace gets too hot, the silver will be spoiled. So it takes great concentration on behalf of the silversmith to get the temperature just right, and then to time it. Timing is everything. If you leave the silver on the heat a couple of seconds too long, then it it spoils it and and the the value of it is seriously diminished. And here's here's the beautiful thing. How does the silversmith know when the silver has been heated to the optimum time, for the optimum time, at the optimum temperature? This is how he tells. When the silversmith can see his reflected image in the silver, that is the time to take the heat off that is a time that it's removed from the fire. Isn't that an amazing picture of how God works with us? God is refining us. When he sees his image reflected in our lives, then he removes the flame. So if you feel like you're going through some hard stuff, and maybe 2020 was a lot of hard stuff, God hasn't tempted you, he hasn't tested you beyond what you can bear. He's just waiting and he's like, yep, now I can see. I can see the character of me. I can see the peace. I can see the joy. I can see the grace. I can see the love that I have in them shining through. I can remove the flame. And as he does that, he purifies you, and you become more like him. That's a beautiful image. He sees his reflection in his son and in his daughter and you become more like him. You become more holy, more gracious, more kind, more loving, all the fruit of the Spirit. You become more like him. Can I I promise you something for 2021? There's going to be some heat. (laughs) There's going to be some refining. It's going to happen because God's not done with you yet. He's not done with you. And therefore, like, I'm looking around. You're a good, good bunch of people, I know, because you're here on the first Sunday. You are the committed ones. It's the rest are just away holidaying. You guys are here. Come on. You're, like, you're, you're a step ahead already in the refining process. But, but can, I, can I tell you, it's, there's going to be more because I, as, as good as you are, you're not perfect yet. You're not, you haven't made it yet, and neither have I. So we know that there's going to come some heat. There's going to come some stuff that's going to stir dross up. There's a, there's a nastier word for that uh, in our life. There's going to, stuff is going to happen. Some of it may just be our own dumb decisions. But, but some are, and, and can I just say, you know, while God is, is working things out in your life, we can help or hinder the process. We can speed up or slow down the refining process based on our own decisions. So if we didn't make dumb calls and put ourselves in dumb situations and make you know, foolish or selfish decisions, then that refining process is going to take longer. You're going to feel the heat for longer. But if we partner with the silversmith, if we partner with God and we're like, yeah, okay, uh, you know, I'm going to submit to this process. I'm going to do what I can, God, to see you reflected in me. And how you know that will go through a bit faster? Because <laughs> ultimately, the, that that testing—it's about our heart. It's not even about the external things in your life. It's not even about you know how you act and and what you do. Probably, seventeen three tells us: fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. That is ultimately what God is testing. When he, we go through the fire, it's his, it's our spirit, our heart that he's testing. It's the inside that God is refining. And as we are refined on the inside, then our external things will change. It always flows from the inside out in the kingdom of God. So he's going to be refining those inmost fears, those things that 2020 brought up in you, those anxieties, those doubts, those those struggles, those things. God hasn't just you know, the calendar day hasn't just ticked over and now all those things are gone. Those, God still wants to work on those insecurities and those fears and those, those doubts and those ch- challenges and struggles you have. But for your good. I love that. And I love the idea that we are going to reflect the glory of the refiner. 2 Corinthians 3.18 puts it like this. Says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. That's the goal of the refining fire, is that we are made more and more like His glorious image. I want to become more and more glorious in the way I reflect Him, His glory, and I know you do too. So that's, that's number two. Fire is a purifier in our life. And finally, the third image I want to, I want to share around... Fire for us in 2021 is fire for desire. Fire represents, you know, there's, there's been poetry, there's been um, songs, there's been uh, plays. Every, every art form talks about fire as a passion, fire as a desire. And John the Baptist, he prophesies this about Jesus. He says, I baptize you with water for repentance. This is in Matthew 3, 11. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. With the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, one commentator puts it this way. Jesus Christ would give the Holy Spirit, which like fire would burn up the useless chaff of the heart, leaving the pure wheat to feed and strengthen the life. And, and others would agree that that actually... You know the the, the writer um, of the Gospels here is actually comparing the Holy Spirit with fire. Some people could take it oh, actually it's 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 both the Holy Spirit, excuse me, and fire. So there's like the Holy Spirit comes and there's a time of testing. You can read that either way actually, but I throughout the Bible I think there's a there's an image that the Holy Spirit is like fire. We read it in Acts when the Holy Spirit comes, Acts two, three, and four. It says then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So the Holy Spirit comes like a fire and it rests on us and it burns within us. John Wesley was, was I don't know if he actually said it, but he's credited as saying, um, I, I set myself on fire and people watch me burn. Uh, like There's something, in essence, that there needs to be a, a hunger, a passion, a fire within us that is stirred by the Holy Spirit, that, that just desires Him above all else and then desires to see our world change with His presence. And, and that's something that, that I can't stir up for you. It's actually something that you have to bring yourself to. If I go back, if we go back, actually, I'll get, um, Brett, if you could jump on the, on the guitar, but if we go back to what I said at the start around how fire, uh, what fire needs. Fire needs three things, right? It needs, what does it need? Fuel, oxygen, and a spark. And, and my prayer this morning is that the spark happens here in this place. As we gather together, there is something, you know, when you gather some embers together, then there's enough heat for something to happen. The fuel, well, that's us. That's our lives. We bring ourselves to God as fuel for the fire, and the, ho- and the oxygen is the hot breeze on us, and something is burst into flame. Two Timothy one five and seven. 2 7 says this, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. So this is Paul writing to his his, uh, his disciple Timothy. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan and to flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and and self-discipline. So we need to fan that into flames. Paul is encouraging Timothy, come on, stir it up in you. Blow on it. Fan into flame the Spirit of God within you. And that's that's my encouragement this morning. I know it's a, it's a short sermon because I want to leave some space here for us to do that. For us to go, okay, God, for 2021, I need your Holy Spirit to burn within me. I need you because I don't want to go through this year just wandering aimlessly. I need you to guide me. I need you to purify me. And I need you to stir me so that I can walk this year with you. So why don't you stand to your feet in this moment. And let's let's open our hearts to God. I don't know, you know, maybe you want to do a physical expression of that. Maybe you want to open your, your hands up. Maybe you want to raise them. Maybe you want to kneel. I don't know what you want to do in this moment. But God is here, and He wants something to st- do it in you. But I, I just encourage you, you have to bring yourself to the fire. You have to bring yourself to the flame. God won't ever force you. He's not going to like just kick you in there. He's not going to push you into the flame. You have to bring yourself willingly. If we think of it as an altar, in the, in the Old Testament, they, they had these things called burnt offerings, right? And that was essentially... In, in payment uh, to, to, to come close to God, the people of God would bring uh, an offering and it would, they would lay it on the altar and it would be burned up and that would draw them closer to God. Well, we don't have, we're not under that system any longer because Jesus offered himself up in our place. But there's still that imagery that sits behind it that actually we bring ourselves to the altar of God. We bring ourselves and we say, God, consume me. The Bible says our God is a consuming fire. And and the the amazing thing is that when we bring ourselves as an offering to Him, He fills us up in a good way. He gives us His Holy Spirit. He gives us His fire. He guides us. He purifies us. And He makes us more like Him. But for that to happen, we have to come willingly to Him. We have to Bring our lives as an offering. Romans 12 tells us, bring your life as a daily offering to Him, holy and pleasing. So that's what I want you to do this morning. And I I say, again, I can't do it for you. I won't coerce you into it. I'm, I'm hopefully sparking something. But actually, you need to bring yourself to God this morning. So just with every eye closed in this space, maybe you want to raise your hand. Maybe you want to open yourself. I would love to pray with you, but I want you to to pray and own this yourself as well. Just in this moment, if we we can offer ourselves to God, just offer ourselves to Him. I'll pray now, and and maybe you want to raise a hand and and surrender. Maybe you want to offer yourself on the altar and say, yes, God, I am yours this year. 2021, I give it to you, Holy Spirit. I want to be guided by you. So just in this moment, I'm going to pray. And if just in your heart, just agree with me in your prayer. Father, we thank you that you are a consuming fire. We thank you that you are the, the one who guides us, who goes before us. You're the one who purifies us, who, who burns off that which is not of you. And you're the one who stirs in us by your Spirit and draws us close to you. And so, God, we, we desire this morning to be drawn to your flame. We desire this morning to follow closely after you in 2021. Lord, we set aside this year for you. We set aside our lives to follow after you. God, whatever that looks like, wherever that takes us, Wherever we need to shift away from things and towards other things, God, give us the wisdom. Give us the revelation. Show us and give us the courage, Lord, to do that. Holy Spirit, we submit ourselves to you and to your plans for our lives. Fill us afresh, we pray. In Jesus' name. Let's just take a moment. Maybe you want to pray your own prayers. Let's just take a moment to be with them, to listen and to pray. gentleman here in the in the black, I don't know your name, I've not met you, but uh, I just feel like a watershed moment, God's got watershed moments for you in 2021, there's, th- there's things that he you've believed for for a long time, and he's just going to start to bring them to fruition, and it's going to be water- watershed moments, so you're going to look back on, you know, wow, that was, that was the grace of God, awesome, awesome, Bato, I just believe that, it's Bato, isn't it? I'm oh, good, <laughs> looking a bit confused, me. yeah. I just believe that 2021 there's a there's a mountain you're called to climb. There's a mountain you're called to climb, and I don't know uh, exactly what that looks like. Whether it's in your work, I think it's probably in your work life. But there, are, there's are, God's just saying, take it one step at a time. Take it one step at a time, and uh, and when you get to the top, there's the view's going to be magnificent. There's going to be fresh uh, things you're going to see in your world that you've not even dreamed of before, but it, for moments, it's going to feel like a slog. It's going to feel like you're just taking one step at a time. And, and that's okay. It's okay. I, I know that you've got a good, uh, a great wife who's going to support you and hold you in those moments. Often, I, I, I joke that Maya is like the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Allow the Holy Spirit um, to speak through your wife to you. But, yeah, you're going to, leave, you're going to a mountaintop experience, but just stick with it. And yeah, there's going to be amazing things the other side of it. David, I don't know you, but um, I know I just see that there's a heart in you that is hungry. There's a heart in you that perhaps you don't even you're not even quite sure why you're here this morning, but it's because there's a there's a hunger in your heart. And a, and a God, I just there's a there's a great verse in, in one of the Psalms that says, "Deep cries unto deep," and, and the crashing of your waterfalls and the and the. Vastness of the ocean something like that I can't get it completely but I just get a sense there's a depth in your heart that is crying out for something greater something deeper and I just I just know that God has that to meet you in that space and he's going to speak to you in that space yeah deep cries unto deep awesome thank you God Kathy I just believe God's got some good things for you this year I just uh, I think it's going to be it's just going to be the little, gentle things. I just see like snow falling uh, on 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 pines. It's just a, there's a beauty, and just, God's going to give you a fresh ability to see beauty in the small things. He's just going to show you, and it's going to be it's going to be everyday mundane stuff. You're going to go, wow, actually that's that's the grace of God to me. That's the grace, amazing moments. Other people are going to go, maybe oh that's just everyday life, but no, that, you're just going to see the beauty of God. I could go through everybody here but we don't have time but I just want to do one more thing and that's just with your eyes closed and heads bowed is that if you're here this morning and you know that your life is not right with God you know that actually you haven't um, for 2021 you know that you're here and you need you need God in your life to guide you like that fire there's only one way he can do that it's if you open your heart to him and, and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior so with every eyes closed Eye closing, head bowed. If you're here this morning, you're like, yeah, I need Jesus to guide me. I need God to show me his ways. I need him in my life. Can I encourage you? Just raise your hand. I'll see it. You can put it down, and then we will pray together, and we'll invite him in. Is there anybody here this morning you want to do that? You want to invite God? And maybe it's for the first time, or maybe you're re-inviting him in. Maybe you've wandered away, but you're inviting him back into your heart. Is there anybody here this morning you want to do that? Okay, I'm not seeing any hands. Oh, yep, there's one hand there. Awesome. That's cool. Is there anybody else who wants to do that this morning? Okay. Cool. I'll I'll catch uh, Megan afterwards. What we're going to do now is uh, we're going to head back into a time of praise. So I'm going to hand it back to Richie.